to rest upon his promise. Thus saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I trust him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I hope that you have been you have been praying throughout the day, praying without ceasing. What's wrong with the church in America? What's wrong with America? We say, on our money, in God we trust. But that is not true. Pastors don't trust God anymore. Church members don't trust God anymore. Government officials don't trust in God anymore. In fact, they have betrayed God. Not everybody, but most people have forsaken God. There you go. I heard an old, old story how the Savior came from glory. To save a wretch like me. His groaning. His precious blood atoning. And I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. With his redeeming blood. All my love is due him. He plunged me to victory. Beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion. In glory. Beyond the crystal sea Shen story sing up there the song of victory oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever I know I'm speaking to the 7,000 tonight I know I'm speaking to the faithful few. I know I am speaking to the remnant church. But we have the victory in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Will Jesus find faith on the earth when he comes? I raise my hand and I say, Lord, you'll find faith in me. You will find faith in me. 
Uh, I made that commitment to the Lord a long time ago, and God has given me the grace to keep that commitment all of these years. Now, let me tell you that it has been my experience, uh, especially in this particular situation that we have been in, uh, we are put in this weekend going through a Halloween weekend to Halloween, which is rare. It is so rare that some people are asking that Halloween would be changed to the last Saturday of October. Uh, many parents want that done because Halloween on a school night to them is not a good idea. But I would encourage all of you who know Christ and who are serving the Lord Jesus Christ and you are faithful to the Lord and uh, by God's grace uh, you're doing His will. I would encourage you to pray extra hard throughout this weekend because more than likely you're going to have hell unleashed against you. Uh, it, it has been our experience, my experience particularly, that the devil kicks up real hard uh, during uh, Halloween week. And uh, we have never conceded Halloween to the devil like some people have and like churches have joining the world in trunk-or-treating and foolishness and wearing masks and and doing demonic things watching demonic scary movies and may I say something something about that uh, I, I I believe that your your um, salvation might be in question if you love demonic horror movies. You you like horror movies, which are running rampant right now. You might need to examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith, if you like to watch vampire foolishness, zombie foolishness, and you get off on that, and uh, Dracula, and, and uh, witchcraft, hocus pocus, mess. <clears throat> I was disappointed to hear that my girl, Sarah Parker, uh, who led three New York whores as well as herself uh, uh, in Sex in the City, which uh, uh, they did it. And uh, whenever they start running your reruns over and over again, that means you did a good job. Uh, but uh, uh, actually, uh, it should have been named Four Whores in the City. 
isn't it amazing how the world can be so captivated by such satanic devilment and uh, uh, and and make them into heroes and and they're nothing but whores. They played the whore the whole time, and but the world fell in love with it, and the ch some of the church women too, and they think that's reality. That's not reality because. In reality, all of them would have had venereal diseases that would have kept them inside the house and their legs closed for the rest of their lives. Everybody all right? See, preacher, do you like Sarah Jessica Parker? Parker? Yes, I do. Um... Uh, but I, I was disappointed that she. Now, come to think of it, though, when she put on the right makeup, she'll make a good uh, witch uh, of the east, the west, or wherever in the uh, remake of uh, what is it called? One of the first movies we we watched when we were children, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, she's got. She's got the face for it, even though she's not an ugly woman. But put on the right makeup, and uh, she'll make a good witch. And evidently she has. That's what people are watching today. So, But I, I think there's something wrong with you if you claim to be a born-again saved person and you still love dark shadows. When we should be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> as Christians and uh, having peace and joy and there are other things that we shouldn't watch as well but I think there's something demonically going on in your life if you like to watch horror flicks train Texas chainsaw massacre and you like some you like to see people get a chainsaw and cut people's heads off and I want to tell you, people, that you don't have to go—you don't have to go trick or treating to dress up like a demon. You, many of you are demons already. See, and some of you have a woke demon. You're demon possessed. And there's a—I mean, a young lady. If you saw her on the street, she—you thought she was a young executive, very educated. I—I. I, believe she's evidently a lesbian this is why I tell you people do not mess with the lesbians and the homosexuals you talk about uh, a woman being scorned a regular normal heterosexual woman being scorned Jack you ain't seen nothing when a homosexual and a gay and a queer and a lesbian and all of that mixed up together gets scorned I mean they they will uh -uh. It's demonic, anyway, to show you what I mean. She cut off her friend's, her best friend's head, cut her body up, and put it in a bag and carried it around town and went somewhere and dumped it over. That's demon possession, my friend. You don't need to dress up as a demon. Some of you people look with plain clothes on and, and with a bare face. You are a demon, people, and you need to be careful. All of you people who you 
run with and associate with because uh, evil communications co corrupt good manners. Uh, evil demonic spirits in people jump off on you. And before you know it, you're acting like them and talking like them and everything else. This is why I told you also, when you go to church and they have a laying on hands line, don't you let anybody lay hands on you. Before you, you're changed on the inside. With that person's curse and evil and sin and pornography spirit and whore spirit and whoremongering spirit and cussing spirit, talking stupid spirit and everything else, they lay right on in you. Don't let people be laying hands on you. Lest you turn into a devil and you will notice it. That you have changed. Other people will notice it too. And so, uh, and be wary of the demonic woke spirit that has infected many people. Remember what I said, the demonic woke spirit is designed, it's a strategy. Don't be shocked. The devil created it and got some people to run with it in, with it in high places, and they mean business. You hear me? They go for the juggler. They don't play. Just like we believe it's short, time is short, and we ought to be praying. Some of us at least believe we ought to be praying. We ought to be reading the Bible and witnessing the people and trying to get as many saved as possible where they believe time is short too, and they're not, they're not joking around. They're not playing. They, they are, they, they are, they are uh, set to destroy all authority. Police authority, they don't care anything about that. Uh, parental authority, pastoral authority. These are authorities that God set up for the good of mankind. But they are hell-bent on destroying that. And some parents don't know what hit them. Some police officers don't know what hit them. It, it shook them up so bad, they're not running in to save children. And I know they got the testicular fortitude to do so right that's not my concern I know these people these people who become police officers and firemen they were born to do that is in their blood to save people and to rescue people and to protect people God called them to do that not not all but most of them they don't get into that because they need the money because there's not that much money in it. Just like school teachers are called by God. Just like they call just like God calls a minister. So it's not a matter of them being scared. Don't don't call them cowards. Uh, this this wokeism shook them up so bad and made them feel so low and so bad that people want to take away their money. That shook them and called them pigs in the blanket, spit on them poured eggs on them and milk on them and all this kind of stuff like these demonic people going around with a can of paint spraying on people's houses because they they drive a car with oil and gas in it. Are you telling me there's no no oil whatsoever in the electric car? I mean I'm not a I'm not a a, a, a technical guy 
But you got to have a little oil somewhere. Somewhere. Huh? You drove an electric car up. There's got to be something, some, some kind of oil somewhere. These people sitting down in the middle of the street. Blocking traffic because they want you to stop using oil and using gas. And then they fly to another country and do the same thing, using up all the gas in the world. And by the way, that little girl over there in Switzerland or someplace who went out here talking about um, climate change, I never believed in her at all. I appreciate all young people trying to do something, but I never, uh, that is a setup. Anyway, I don't have time to keep on doing my monologue with you tonight. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, uh, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, uh, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 661, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement, allows us to read the whole Bible, the whole Bible, uh, as a single true story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history the present and the future. Now, you hear me well. Even the elect are being bamboozled, uh, hoodwinked, had, and are running amok. People in the church who ought to know better. Like Jesus said, even the elect will be deceived by what's happening in the world today. So think it not strange that so many are falling away. As I said in an article today, uh, I said I, I, I knew what the Bible said, that there would be a great falling away. I just didn't know they were going to all fall away at the same time. I thought it was going to be a gradual thing. Now as I look at the scriptures, uh, it is great, the falling away, is great because people are falling like flies and being deceived wholesale, particularly through the pastoral network. Uh, 
you know, pastors kind of group up together. They're very handsy people, very up close and personal, uh, uh, gregarious individuals. And, and a good pastor like that is very, very much needed. I, I love great pastors. I thank God for great pastors who love people and who uh, know how to get things done and who take their jobs seriously, their job seriously rather. And uh, But just understand, you're living in a time where even the elect, the saved, are, are being deceived. So you need to stick with the Bible. As the hymn writer said, we need the Bible. We need a Savior. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds within the solid rock. That rock is Jesus, he's the one. I don't know the words, but he's the only one. So be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds within the solid rock. Today, my beloved, we're reading Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 12 through 22. Shall we pray first? And I said, we pray. You pray. I don't care. You say, well, I prayed this morning. I don't care how many times you pray. Whenever you are in a group of people who are praying, you need to block them out and go before the throne of God. You will not get anything out of it, the prayer time, if you don't pray. Listening to people pray does not count at all. So let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, Lord, we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, Lord, I believe that we're going to be in for a humdinger this weekend. And the devil has already started working. And uh, I do pray, and I praise you, and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And I thank you for giving me a mind to pray early this morning uh, and to pray throughout the day and uh, into the evening. And because of those prayers, Lord, we got some impossible, humanly impossible things done uh, that I am uh, still shocked at one of those things that you did because I prayed to you first. And we got a series of other things done as well without having to put that much effort into it. My wife, Marika White, did not finish 
her project for today, and so she has a little bit more to go after church. And uh, I pray that you'll help her to get that done quickly, decently, and in order. And for I have a feeling that she really does not want to do it. So I do pray that Lord Hollywood be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the power that is in prayer to you. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word that you taught me some 43 years ago. Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Thank you for your holy word that says, Lord Jesus Christ, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Thank you for your holy word that says, pray without ceasing and always pray and continue instant in prayer and watch and pray that we enter not into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Thank you, Lord, for leaving all of that behind for us to read and to meditate on, plus hundreds of other verses that encourage us to pray that you have allowed me and uh, my two sons and my uh, all of my daughters, uh, five daughters with my wife, to help me uh, to preach nearly 500 sermons on prayer. Throughout your Holy Word from Genesis to Revelation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, down through the years, I thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us as well. I thank you, Lord, for food to eat, a place to stay, and money under the car seat. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would have continued mercy and grace upon us. For Jesus Christ's sake, where we have sinned and where we have done evil, please forgive us of our sins. For those of us who are saved in my family, those who are saved in this audience and in the audience to come on demand, those who are saved in this country and around the globe, forgive us of our sins, crucify our flesh and the old man within us tonight. Fill us with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And uh, Holy Father God, to love right, live right, think right and do right and do that which is pleasing in your sight. And on this Friday night, going into Halloween week as they call it, which Lord I have 
by your grace, led by you, never conceded to the devil. In fact, I seems like I had an attitude about it that, that no, I'm not going to let the devil get any kind of glory through this season. We're going to try to burn it down. And we had hell houses and Holy Ween Week and uh, preaching of the gospel, passing out of gospel tracts. In fact, uh, some of my children and I will be passing out some gospel tracts on Monday night. No candy. Uh, or they may have a little candy now. They're grown. But uh, we, we, we've never passed out candy, but we have passed out the Hell House gospel tract. And Lord, I pray that you bless all of that and set that up. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bless and anoint those tracks. Use them for your glory, praise, and honor. Uh, and for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved. And uh, Holy Father God, I uh, pray, Lord, uh, tonight that you would indeed deliver us and throughout this weekend from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And help us, Lord, who are saved in my family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe. And I do pray, Lord, that everybody would examine themselves and make sure that they are saved by your grace only. Otherwise, if they believe in anything else like baptism or church membership, uh, basically they're saying that you died in vain and you did not die in vain. And so, Holy Father, God, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And, Holy Father, God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would save those who are lost in my family, in this country, in this audience, and around the globe. Lord, help them not to just be religious and church-going and interested in church, but not saved. I pray for my own wife of 34 years, who I believe has never been born again. Uh, she's religious, she's helping me in the ministry tonight, but I don't believe that she's saved. Lord, you're the only one who truly knows, but based upon uh, her fruits, I have not seen any. Uh, her children have not seen any. Uh, I do pray that you will open her blinded eyes, help her to humble herself down, and uh, believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and to repent of her sins. I do pray for her family the same way, my family the same way, and uh, uh, the people who are in the audience tonight and their families. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray for families across the country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight uh, 
also that uh, you would continue to, even though we, uh, even though I take pleasure in all of my affirmatives and afflictions and distresses and tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests. Lord, I do pray that those that you can lift off of our shoulders and burdens, cares and worries and anxieties, Lord, please lift them, lift all and deliver us all from distresses and afflictions, and deliver us, Lord, all from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties, and deliver us from all tribulations, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Holy Father God, thank you for allowing things so much, Lord, to be as well as they are. Thank you for your love, mercy, and grace that you have remembered while we are under chastisement and rebuke and punishment. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would protect my family tonight especially all of my children and all of the children in the audience tonight and their families across the country and around the globe. Especially, Lord, I pray for Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. And Lord, protect us all from the devil tonight and throughout this weekend. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from protect us from evil people in the family, woke demonic people in the family. Some of them are woke and don't even know it. They don't even know what they're dealing with, this demonic spirit which is so destructive of people's lives, families, churches, governments, <clears throat> police officers, Sad to say, Lord, wokeism has destroyed many churches. Sad to say, wokeism has destroyed many police officers' lives. And sad to say, uh, is responsible for all of the crime that's going on in this country today like never before. And wokeism has destroyed many families. Uh, it is a demonic spirit, and I thank you for giving me insight into it. And, uh, and I thank you that I'm not afraid of it because I know where it comes from. It comes straight from hell and the devil. And I know that as we sung tonight, we have the victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole armor of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Help us and have us to do everything we do for your glory, praise, and honor. For the glory, praise, and honor of your holy Son, Jesus Christ. Grant me your energy, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom and your liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, to 
preach your holy gospel, even tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 12 verse verses 12 through 22 the Word of God reads I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice 
in his own works, for that is his portion, for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this profound book in your holy word. Help us to remember it. Help us to grow deeper from it, for it is a deep book. And help us to grow by it and uh, help us to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, family, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 1015 where by the grace of God I read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary or the Matthew Henry commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come by believing in Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and for the sins of the entire world. Who said the most loving, the most magnificent, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God, if you will, for uh, not only the Jews, but for the Gentiles too. For God so loved the world that includes you. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight. And so he sent his son on a mission to save our wretched souls, to die on the cross for our sins, to pay for our sin debt, 
to be buried and to rise on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And all you have to do according to Jesus Christ, for he was speaking about himself, is believe in him. Not church membership, not singing in the choir, not working for the Lord, not being in the Easter play, not going to Sunday school, or now small groups. None of that can save you. That's an attempt to save yourself with your pride working it. But you can't save yourself. Jesus Christ did not die in vain. You must come through him. You must humble yourself and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross like no other man was buried and rose from the dead uh, by the power of God. <clears throat> and he didn't do that for himself. He didn't have to be saved. He did it for you and me. He died for our sins. He never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. Yet they killed him. They murdered him. They crucified him by the hands of his own brethren and the Gentiles too. And we're all guilty of killing Jesus because he died for our sins. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. He is the Lamb of God. And I strongly urge you to believe in him and get saved tonight by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing his gospel, and calling on his name. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, my dear friend, follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat it after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Only God knows if you're sincere. So be sincere when you do it. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments and I have committed many other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart, my spirit, and save my soul tonight. Fill us, or fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. 
help me to repent of all of my sins and uh, help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. And so my dear friend, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you pray that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, then according to Jesus Christ, according to the Word of God, you are now saved. You're now born again and you are on your way to heaven and not to hell. May I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life based upon what Jesus Christ did for all of us by believing in him. To grow in the faith I want to give you a free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door, and you enter through him today by believing in him. And uh, this little book, it is free of charge. You can download it at gospellightsociety.com and start reading it immediately so that you can begin to grow in the faith and become a strong Christian disciple by God's grace. Also, you can email us using the email that's on your platform or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com You can Facebook us and uh, uh, we have people ready to answer your questions, ready to pray for you and pass on your prayer requests to me. And if you have a prayer request, send it in and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. So with that, my dear friends, we will resume the standing between the living and the dead service. And this will be, uh, if you just got saved tonight, your first Bible study. Today we are reading Matthew chapter 2 verses 9 through 12. The Bible reads, When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. <clears throat> when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, 
that they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way. Dear friends, that was Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost, as Mother Breedlove used to call him, which is biblical, and the Bible knowledge commentary. The journey of the Magi from Jerusalem wrought a further miracle. The star they had seen in the east now reappeared and led them to a specific house in Bethlehem where they found the child Jesus. Bethlehem is about five miles south of Jerusalem stars, that is planets, some believe, naturally travel from east to west across the heavens, not from north to south. Could it be that the star which the Magi saw and which led them to a specific house was the Shekinah glory of God? That same glory had led the children of Israel through the wilderness for 40 years as a pillar of fire and cloud. Perhaps this was what they saw in the east, and for want of a better term, they called it a star. All other efforts to explain this star are inadequate such as a conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, a supernova, a comet, that is, etc. Nevertheless, they were led to the child Jesus, and going in, they worshipped him. Their worship was heightened by the giving of gifts, gold, incense, and myrrh, these were gifts worthy of a king, and this act by Gentile leaders pictures the wealth of the nations, which will someday be completely given to the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Some believe the gifts had further significance by reflecting on the character of this child's life. Gold might represent his deity or purity, or his deity and purity. Incense, the fragrance, fragrance of his life, and myrrh, his sacrifice and death. Myrrh was used for embalming. Again, have you ever smelled frankincense? It's one of the most beautiful aromas in the world. These, in fact, when I think about frankincense, the smell of it, I think about Christmas, even though I've never smelled frankincense around Christmas. It's amazing. These gifts were obviously the means by which Joseph took his family to Egypt. 
and sustained them there until Herod died. The wise men, I mean, you talk about a baby shower. I mean, uh, these gifts were something else. Were warned, these men were warned by God not to return and report to Herod. God does speak to people. Believe that. Believe that. And God will speak to you. If you open up your heart to him, God is no respect of persons. God will speak to you and instruct you and tell you what to do and what not to do. Personally and directly, you may not hear a voice, but you're going to hear God. I can assure you that. You will hear God, especially if you're a praying person. God loves to talk back to you. And he'll do it while you're praying. And he'll have you to stop your prayer and Write down what he has told you to do so you can go do it and be very successful. So they returned to their homes by another way, another route. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this magnificent time around your holy word and around the subject of the birth of your Holy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you the glory, praise, and honor as it comforts and enlightens our hearts and our minds. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, we start another three days in the what I call the family verses, uh, the family segment. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 where God speaks primarily to the Father because he is the head not only of the wife but the children too. The American way has got that twisted. And men like to dump everything on their wives as their mothers. Foolishly thinking that that's not your job, no. I'm not talking about you being the woman and doing the woman's job. I'm talking about you being the man and you doing your job. And you're telling your wife, their mother, how you want the children raised and you do not want her to deviate from that. And be a man and say it loud and proud, they're my children. And uh, you just deliver them. And so I want them raised a certain way, and that's final. And, uh, and if you want them to be homeschooled, which I highly recommend, I did my children that way. Uh, I made her homeschool them under my direction. And uh, that's what I wanted. God put that in my heart. I wanted them all breastfed. All of that worked out great. Now, there are people out in California trying to tap into the, the, the miracle of breast milk, which cuts out ear, so-called ear infections, cavities, and other so-called uh, 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 sicknesses of children. I know people who 
had little children they were, had an ear infection every three months or so they're going back and forth to the pediatrician we didn't do that we didn't have to do that you know why because the best miracle food for your children is not in a can is in your wife's breasts and if you want me to get real about it it's good for you too sir he said I don't care you say preach don't you know the evangelicals hate you and they're gonna hate you more I don't care about the evangelicals hating me I I I uh, uh, anybody else uh, because I I have the evangelicals number and uh, I'm not impressed with them at all. I'm not impressed with hardly any of these so-called conservative Christians who are not doing what they should be doing and who did not prevent the mess that we're in. God had me to preach for now going on seven years, nearly every day, warning this country, warning the church, and so forth. And I say, uh, very clearly that the reason why America, a place that should not be going through the things we're going through, the reason why this place called America is in a mess today is because of so-called evangelical pastors who lost their way and don't know God at all. Thank God for the few who know where God is and who knows how to get a hold of God and who God uses to try to help others because most of these pastors don't have a clue as to what is going on they are totally lost they've lost their bearings they're out like in space somewhere floating around have not heard from God in 20 years don't know what time it is have to be told have to be rebuked because they live this warm and little cuddly life of housing allowances and getting rich off of God and driving fine cars and wanting to be loved by devilish lying politicians. Thinking that's important. Thinking that going to the dog, excuse me. Think about going to the Christmas party at the White House is something important. That's nothing not important at all. And how are you feeling about it now? You can't get in touch with Obama. You can't. You. Yeah. You thought he was your buddy. He, I told you before he got out of, he left the White House. He didn't care that much for black folks. He, he, he did more for the homosexuals than you. Black, his own people, black and white. <clears throat> That's what he's known for. Letting hell come into America through homosexuality, the homosexual movement. All this hell we're getting, all this hell that's going on right now stems back to his administration. But he's not the only one. The church stood with him. Bible-believing church folk. See, 
this is this is the reason why uh John I think his name is John or whatever up there in uh that big church up there in Chicago that's why things went south for him because he let his wife sit on the board and and he he was in cahoots with Obama and 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 uh intentionally changing America into a hellhole by going along and getting along to go along, going along to get along with these devils. And just because he was the president, it passes, it pastors like groupies over a rock star, they lose their marbles and their minds over a president. That's why a prophet needs to deal with the president. Because it's in him to tell the president. He understands instinctively that the president is way under him. And he needs to do what I tell him. If he wants things to go well. For him, his family, and this country. See, that, that You don't say stuff like that if you don't understand that that's how it really is. <clears throat> We're going to be respectful. But we're going to tell you, now, if you don't do this, we walk. And see, and no, 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 no pastors want to do that. They don't want to walk. They want to walk with the president right down in the hell and, and hold hands and want to be liked and sign forms, say that you won't say anything against the president. Let me tell you something. If, if any of you pastors sign a doggone form saying that you can't say anything about the president, then you're not a preacher anymore. Preachers can't sign junk like that, foolishness like that, like some of you people did. You act like you love the president more than you love God. You and some of you, that's what you, that's that, that's where you are, and you're gonna do it again because you you you're addicted to this. You think it makes you look important. It makes you look stupid. That's what it makes you look. I hope to God you have a good pastor because if you don't have a good one, you're in trouble. And mo most of these pastors, I wouldn't give you two cents for. And most of them, they have quit the ministry. They have quit God. I know some preachers who are who are powerful preachers, but they have gone on the political circuit trying to make a buck off of lying politicians. Anyway, uh, men need to be men. I said this the other night. You can do as you please, sir. But I believe you're starting off wrong by kneeling down and asking a, white, a woman to marry you. I think you're wrong. You're starting off wrong. You're starting off looking like you're begging. No, it, it, it is a privilege to marry a good-looking, fine woman. But it's a privilege for her to marry a man as well. Uh, if anybody needs to kneel, it ought to be her. It ought to be the woman, rather. No kneeling. Just make the proposal like a man, flat-footed, tall and strong, uh, where she's looking up to you. I, I hope that's the case. Okay? If not, look her in her eyeballs. I want to change that custom. Of you kneeling down and... Ma and 
kneeling down and begging her to marry you and all of that. No, you can do that if you want to. I don't care. You know, I'm just saying you're starting off wrong because we have a whole country, a whole world of effeminate men begging women. Everything depends on the woman. Everything depends on mommy. Everything depends on wifey. Everything depends on running control by women. And, and like, like Mrs. Steve Nutt told me, I, that's, I know some of y'all think she's a nut, but she told me, and she's still living too. Mrs. Steve Nutt, she's a pastor's wife. She told me, she said, let me tell you something about women. I was not even married then. I was thinking about getting married at the time. And out of the blue, she told me right in front of her husband. She said, let me tell you something about women. They want the reins and the controls of the marriage and the family. They don't know what to do with it. But if you give it to them, you will never get it back. And that's what has happened to this country. That's what has happened in the church. I don't care if you like it about it. I don't care if you like it or not, male or female. I can care less because I know what I'm talking about. And I know what has happened. Don't tell me uh, that it has not happened. When Dr. Tony Evans is all over it, as nice and loving as he is and as meek as he is, and he's, he's telling men that you are, uh, 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 you have been domesticated, you, you the wife, basically. When Dr. Tim Clinton, who's all into the counseling thing and the lovey-dovey, and all that, but he saw something. He wrote a book about it, told men, take your authority back. I mean, what is the problem? All of this, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, foolishness. No, 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 sir, sir God put you in authority, not only on over her, but over the children. And you need to walk in your authority. That's it. And if she can't handle it, and she doesn't want to, she wants to control you and rule you, well, you really don't have a marriage, man. Because it's, it's, it's a two-way street. you got to mingle together with the Word of God. You don't have a marriage. So, so be it. Don't be afraid of getting a divorce. I, I don't think it's a good thing to do. I believe that you people... I, somebody better wake up and smell the coffee. And it needs to be her if she's trying to boss you. And you're not going to take it. You're not going to tolerate it. I remember clearly my, my dad, and he thought he was being wise. That's, that's what y'all think, too. Uh, I, I asked her, why is mom always in control and running things? And all that? She said, Dan, he, he said, Danny, boy, let me tell you. He's a very loving man because Jesus made him loving, but he loved too much. He, he didn't have a father figure to, you know, know how to uh, handle that and... and, and and uh, moderate that. But uh, he said, Danny boy, he said, I just don't say anything to keep the peace. I did not come back on my dad because he's my dad and I was a young man. And I didn't like how my mother treated my dad and how she disrespected him, controlled things and dominated things, Dom denominated, dominated things rather. But in my head, in my mind, and same thing for my little brother. He had the same mentality. That, that, there's no peace. You still didn't have peace. You, you, you're saying you didn't say anything.
to have peace and you didn't have peace. There was no peace in the home. Because see, when you're dealing with people like that who have that kind of control over you and manipulation over you, they're going to want more and more and more. If you're not going to put your foot down and you're always appeasing them and trying to please them and they're never pleasing you and appeasing you, uh -uh. they're going to, like Mrs. Steve Nutt said, they're not going to give it back. They're not going to volunteer and give it back. You're going to have to take it back like Dr. Tim Clinton said. And your, your children need to be raised the way you want them to be raised. And she needs to do her part. Period. Now, you know, I, 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 I know there's some women who don't like it. But that's how it ought to be. And that's why some of them want to see me killed. Some of them want to see me stop preaching even in my own family. And it reminds me so much of the New Testament and Book of Acts. How demonic people came after the preacher. They were sure, he preached an excellent sermon. But they wanted to kill him. And they started stoning him. They want his mouth shut. That's demon activity. I got family members and people who are not my family. I, I got some pastor's wives who are constantly trying to cut off the head of John the Baptist. They want, they want me to shut up. Because it is rattling their little world. What I'm telling men. And they're trying to sick their little husbands on me. And, they, and thank God they're holding. Even, even the weaker husbands. They're holding. I, they, they, I'm not going to mess with that man. I, ain't, I am not telling him nothing. What you have to say through your pillow talk. I'm not doing that. I'm not messing with that man. He's got enough dealing with you all. Telling people not to listen to him and all this because you're, you, you're rebellious and you, you like putting divorced people together through the, the divorce care ministry. There's no such thing as a divorce care ministry. It's all made up. There's no such thing. We're not making a ministry out of sin and evil. And then try to hook them up with somebody else. She'll be good for him or he'll be good for her. The devil is a lie. And then they mess, their lives are messed up. And you do, do you know what's happening? Because since I've been preaching on this for years now, uh, pastors are falling back in line. Major, big time pastors are falling back in line and, and have stopped putting down men in front of their wives and children and and, and, and always hailing up the wife like she's some great, wonderful person. Oftentimes, she's a devil. Oh, she doesn't look like a devil, but she's a devil. And all women know what I'm talking about. The women listening to me, they know, they know that. But they even, and you know what trips me out about women? Now, Solomon said, I find more bitter than death a woman. Women who have had to deal with women. They know this. Oh, they know it well because they talk about each other behind their backs. They know how corrupt, how lying, how dishonest, and how fake women can be. Listening to the devil just like Eve. But they got this sisterhood thing going on. And they'll, they'll lie to their family. Girl, you look good. Look at you. Girl, you look good. You know why? Because so many women who don't have Jesus really in their lives, 
and some who never had a father are so insecure. Women are so fragile today, so insecure that they've created a sisterhood where they lie to each other about how they look, no matter how fat they are, no matter how jacked up their hair is. And some women have just burnt their hair flat out. <clears throat> and they wear things that they should not wear, and they just lie to each other and say, Girl, you look good, and she looks like a fire truck. Okay? Stop it. And you're not going to stop it. And then fake. With this fake Botox and fake uh, uh, plastic surgery and f fake booties and fake breasts and fake and, and and then we'll sit there and lie to the person saying oh girl you look good and now they even talk about the plastic surgery in the open but before they did there was a time where they would oh you look great girl they would never mention did you have something done now they talk about it openly that, that is just as fake as it can be, and they, and they take everybody seriously, and they popping all over the place out here. Out here they look totally unnatural. I, I, as a, a black woman on television, I hope she never makes it to the majors. She's not in the majors now. I mean, just, just it looks ridiculous. It's got stuff way out here, way out here. And, and then, then you can tell, see, listen to me, listen to me, women. And some of you are feminine men as well, doing getting makeup and everything else, wearing makeup. Uh, the devil is alive. What's wrong with you, man? Huh? But but you people don't understand how you're messing your faces up. You get plastic surgery, and particularly if it's a, a cheap job. Up in here, you change your nose. Everything else is going to be turned up like a clown. <laughs> you don't. When you, I mean, when you try, when you talk, you have a automatic smile that twists around like you a clown. You don't notice it because you're not looking at yourself. But we notice it. Nobody's supposed to look like that. You can't even move your mouth. We don't know whether you are crying or smiling or what. We do notice that when you're talking, an automatic smile comes in your face and some dimples that were, you were not born with come up. And, and women just go, oh, girl, you look good. She weighs 450 pounds. Girl, you look good in that dress. That's a lie. See, they can lie and lie, on, and lie to you and be lied to. That's demonic and that is evil. That's not godly spirituality, church, and I don't care if the pastor's wife, her weak, effeminate husband doesn't like it or not. That's ridiculous. We as Christians ought not to be living like that. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. My children have been successful in life as, as grown young people. 
they've never, when they, since they have left home, they've never had to depend upon me or come back and stay with me or uh, ask me to help them out of a bad situation. They have been self-sufficient ever since they've been gone, even through a plague, and they were a blessing to me in the plague. You know why? Because of how I raised them. And I, my wife was in the house, but I'm the one that raised the children. I made her do the dirty work. She had to wash all the clothes, change all the diapers, fix the food, and so forth in the early days. And I, uh, because I could depend upon the girls more when they came, came of age, I let them cook. Okay, but they never had to wash any dishes or anything like that. I raised my children, and I suggest you do the same. She can help. But she's not the boss of the children, and don't don't let her uh, be picking on those children and causing them to be hurt by her foolishness. Don't always take the side of the wife and the mother when she's the one causing the problem with the children. I know that's the rule, but you don't need to you don't need to follow that rule. Now, if she's doing right, she's doing good, she's standing up for your principles and the word of God, and most importantly with the children, then fine. But if she's not, and she's causing a problem, every time she gets in the mix, there's a problem. And some of you are married to women like that. They have personal little tit-for-tats with the children, which is weird. That's weird to me. You, you, you mad at your daughter. And you want to tell me that your daughter, mm, looking down at her, she, your daughter is something else. She did this and she did that and she didn't say it. Uh, then I talk with uh, talk with the children, find out she's lying on them. No, I, I, if you have to raise her too, do that, but don't let her uh, do evil in the household and make the children feel insecure. Or they they can't they they feel like she's hurting them on purpose. You got to you got to put a stop to that. And some of you men got wives like that. Sad to say, I know, I know the sweet evangelicals don't talk about it. But some of you got wives like that. They expect you to stand with them no matter what evil they done done. And I say no. Check it out. Investigate. Find out what's going on. Don't just believe her hook, line, and sinker. Anyway. Fathers. Love your children, nurture them, admonish them. You don't need to chastise them when you're angry. And, and, and I, here's, here's a good rule to follow. If a child did something, there's sometimes when a child does something so devilish and so evil, you have to deal with it then. But in most cases, you can wait a day or two. But the chastisement must come, and it must be consistent for your children to turn out right. And, uh, and they'll never be perfect, but they need to be able to function. And so, ladies and gentlemen, now let's pray for others. Let's pray for other families. Let's pray for people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague and now the flu and now 
what's his other thing? RSV children, little babies. This is serious. You know, the news is so. Um, then much of the news is just such. They're such liars. <clears throat> really, you can't really depend upon television news. They're in it for the money. They're not in it to inform you, as they should. And they're in it to make things as uh, less frightening as possible, like the government. You cannot go by that. You'll be better off getting your news from the Internet. Uh, these people are liars, professional liars. Now, let me tell you something. RSV has hundreds of little children. I'm not talking about teenagers. Some of them are caught up in it, too. Little babies in the hospital with a hundred wires and pipes and everything else going into them. And they make it sound like it's such a light. And it's not light at all. This is very serious. This is a life and death situation for these children. Nobody wants to be tubed down in a hospital. And no parent wants to see their children like this. It's very serious. Three things are happening at the same time. And, and and sad to say, I, I can't tell you to get get a vaccination. If I were you, I would just pray to God. And let God lead you, guide you, and direct you. I'm not against vaccination. I have not had any. And God has protected me. And, and uh, I'm not saying I won't ever get one. I'm not. If that's what the Lord wants me to do, I, I, I have not been uh, instructed by the Lord to do that. Especially when I'm seeing the CDC director get coronavirus more than me and the president get the coronavirus more than me. Is it because it's already in you? What is, what is the problem? I, I thought you were supposed to, you know, not get it at all. So, I mean, what? I mean, that does, that does not impress me. Getting shots, you know, the president has, has had... What, three or four or five shots? The vice president has had three or four or five shots. The CDC director can't even stay well. And she's had all of her shots. And you telling me that you got the coronavirus in high? And I've never gotten one shot. I've never gotten one shot. Throughout the plague, almost going on three years. Thank the Lord. Not because I'm Superman. And I never had it. And I'm at an age and have some some concerns and have, you know, have some, you know, at my age, you're going to have some issues. And so according to them, I should be dead. I believe, you know, I, I'm believing that some of these shots have killed the people. People. I'm serious, man. I mean, something is wrong somewhere. The head of uh, one of the places that made the shot, he got sick. What? It's not working on the people who made it. It's not working on the people who told us to get it. And they just proudly say, I got the coronavirus, I got the COVID. And they've had seven shots, eight shots. That's weird to me. <clears throat> one man told me he got the shot and then he got sick. 
And it messes with that stuff messes with you, man. I, I have family members who I believe who got sick with the coronavirus and, and they have not been the same since. Now I know that to be true. I feel like singing, but I'm not. <clears throat> I have a song in my heart, but I'm not. <clears throat> Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's pretty much, Lord, it seems to me that all we can do at this point, we still need to obey your holy word in other areas. But Lord, I do pray for the healing of uh, Tom and if if they can forgive each other <clears throat> for the evil that they both have done Tom and uh, Giselle I pray that you'll heal their marriage and family does not humanly speaking does not look like that's going to happen but all things are possible with you we pray the same for all other marriages particularly in the church uh, and we pray for people who are saved in the church to simply obey your holy word. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and now the monkeypox plague and now the RSV plague and now uh, the flu plague and on and on it goes and we pray Lord that you will comfort them as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation and uh, Lord we pray for a few by name we pray Lord for the family and friends of Ohio um, resident Juan Abregon. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Stephen Lawrence. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Ohio resident Rebecca Bard. And Lord, we pray for the prayer requests, uh, a new prayer request of Pastor Bushibi. And uh, we had the privilege of talking with one brother in Kenya today and another brother uh, in South Africa called Gift. His name is Gift. And Lord, uh, truly born again and who love you and have, and have been a great help to our ministry today. And so, Lord, we thank you with Pastor Bushibi for the soul saved during the baptism service lives changed and people healed and delivered thank you for the baptism service going well and for sister evelyn's family giving them a plot of land for free what a blessing please work everything out regarding the legal process to get the title deed protect our children from the devil secret religions drugs addictions lesbianism homosexuality and I'll add wokeness, <clears throat> murder, etc. 
and bless their sponsored media program <clears throat> that raises the concern about parenthood, learning structures, and Christian values and faith. Please heal Sister Dora's knees, provide for your, for their church, and deliver the church from economic hardships, uh, family disputes, insecurity, starvation, and poverty. Deliver Kenya and all of Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Provide them with Bibles for new souls that have been saved, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, uh, and financial resources for the ministry. We pray, Lord, for Moshe. Please deliver him from drunkenness and give him good health. Please save and bless his family and help his son to do well in the interview at a new school. Please save and bless his friends and bless their relationships. We pray for Wayne. Please heal Darcy from heart problems, swelling in her feet, arthritis, COPD, and anxiety. Please heal Jennifer from an enlarged heart and congestive heart failure. Please bless Gary with a new job. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of your holy gospel, your holy word, and uh, help them to grow in the faith, every last one of them. And we pray for those, some by name. We pray for Tammy, uh, Gajan, Borquet, Kobe, Jeanette. And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. Donatus, Subda, Bobby, Dami, and Patience. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. I pray that, Lord, you bless us with a great afterglow and a great night of rest and sleep. Wake us up early in the morning to continue to do your work if you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live. Help all of us to be who are saved, to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and we pray for the salvation of the lost all around the globe through the preaching of your holy gospel. And Lord, we pray that you'll help us to continue to pray without ceasing, to pass out gospel pamphlets. Uh, as my daughter Danielle continues to remind us all to remember you, to obey your great commandment, and to obey your great commission. I thank you so much, Lord, for what you have done already. And I pray that millions and millions would hear the gospel and be saved before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, again I would urge you to watch and pray. Uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, those are the words of Jesus Christ. I would urge you to pray without ceasing this weekend especially. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. And the best way to keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord is to, on purpose, pray to the Lord without ceasing. Continue instant in prayer, and pray always. Remember what the Marines say, Semper Fi, which means always faithful. 
And remember what my Air Force boys say, Semper Supra, always above. Keep your heart in mind. Stay on the Lord above. Don't get, you're going to get depressed watching all of this down here. Keep your heart and mind on the Lord. And remember what I told you that Jesus talked about even the elect are being deceived today by demonic wokeism. Okay, so it's taking out people in families and churches and police officers by the thousands. So stay sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful because the devil, like a roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. Make sure you pray before you go to bed tonight. God bless you, my dear friends. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow, maybe tomorrow morning, and uh, tomorrow night, for sure, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live. Pray for my health and strength in the Lord. If God has blessed you with a little, what my dad used to say, a little change, share some with us. Only if you're rich and you got it going on like that, God has blessed you like that. I don't want anybody making any sacrifices for our ministry in this day and time. You're going to need every dime you can get to buy yourself some potatoes and hopefully a chicken leg. Because uh, this is no joke out here. But if God has blessed you with hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, we live so frugally If you donated ten thousand uh, dollars, that would uh, help the ministry tremendously, and we would be able to live on that for an entire year. We live so frugally. Uh, I mean, I mean that, that's with I mean that's cutting it bare bones. But if you gave ten thousand dollars a year. If you give $10,000 one time, we can survive. It'll be a little bit tight, but we can we can make it with that. So if God has blessed you like that, and and, and there's a, a way that you can pay for something, and you can pay $5,000, maybe I think it is, $5,000, $6,000. If you pay that right there, uh, uh, you would pay for something that, uh, that would... Help us, and you can pay directly, pay directly to the people, and uh, it will help us tremendously, so that we can move and have our being and focus on the ministry. But anyway, if God has blessed you like that, be a blessing to others while you can. God bless you, dear friends. I love you. Pray for me as I pray for you. As the music plays. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what needless pain we bear. 
do not carry. We used to sing this way back in the Mount Shiloh Baptist Church. Have we trials and temptations? Church of God and firstborn or something like that. They would raise this song without any music, just their hands and their feet. Maybe a tambourine. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Got to straighten that hand out. I don't want to do it like uh, Prince, uh, not Harry, but what's his name? Prince William. He got that almost, almost a high Hitler. Can't do that. Come on, Prince William. Especially you, Harry. God bless you, my friends. Lord willing, we will enjoy seeing you tomorrow. If the Lord allows me to live tonight, and the Lord tarries is coming. God bless you.